So, um, you know, of course, we didn't have an episode last week. And, you know, people, when, when, when an episode didn't go up, all five of our listeners probably said to themselves, oh, uh, you know, it's probably Thanksgiving, so they're taking the week off. Um, they're actually wrong. Did you know that? Uh, you Well, you know that because I've talked to you behind the scenes about it, right? Um, right. The, what, what, what you, listener, didn't know is uh, the reason last week was off was not for Thanksgiving, but for a completely different significant day uh, that has just happened um, upon recording of this. Um, as many of you know, uh, we're recording this Monday the 29th, and today was the start of the uh, federal uh, court trial of Jeffrey Epstein uh, collaborator cohort Ghislaine Maxwell. And uh, the reason I we didn't record last week is because actually I was preparing for the trial because I'm a star witness for the prosecution. This is true. We all knew this. Uh, well, it's you. You actually didn't I, until I told you. You were even you didn't know because you well, were yeah, not. I, mean, I, I know now, but I was just trying to look cool. Right. Well, and you weren't aware that uh, I, I actually am one of the sex trafficked minors they had. All those years you thought I was in college, I was actually being trafficked by uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. You thought I was Are out you, of town. In college, you're writing that memoir about it, aren't you? Right, and so now I'm preparing for the trial. I'm a star witness uh, for the prosecution, um, so that's why I was gone last week. Now, of course, first day of the trial is over, so I'm kicking back and, and trying to relax by recording the podcast. But um, yeah, that's why I've been so busy, uh, and we had the minis mini sode, and then no episode last week. Right, you know, we're really just disappointing our so, friends. I, I mean, like I. I I was uh, uh, bombarded in the streets by by people asking, um, "Where's like, the episode?" Uh, they were like, "Hey, uh, do you want to donate money to the Salvation Army?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, this is a Walmart, isn't it?" So, if if you are missing our content because of this trial that's at the forefront of my current uh, mind. You can actually, if you're in New York, it's in New York City is where the trial's taking place. Come to the Thurgood Marshall Courthouse where the trial's taking place. The public is allowed in the trial with the seating, limited seating they have. So come to the courthouse and, and watch the trial. And, you know, obviously when I take the stand, it'll kind of be like watching a live version of this podcast. Obviously, That's it's just, true. it'll be me and Austin won't be there, but uh, I will be there. Um, and so either that or, you know, it's a federal court trial, so it's not being recorded. So just watch out for some great uh, court sketches of me probably coming out sometime in the next uh, weeks or months. Yeah, I actually, um, little fun fact, I paid off one of the, the court's uh, artists, um, and they're only doing you in caricature style, like dockside caricature style. Oh, so like gigantic bobblehead, uh, huge teeth Yeah, they're going to accentuate nose. some feature that you're insecure about. I don't great. know which one. I just told them to really go for it. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, of course, after last week being off, first week we've taken off completely since the show started. Well, you know, we deserve it every once in a while. Yeah, and, uh, you know, 
not to counterdict anything I said in that opening bit there, uh, but also to completely uh, contradict what I said in the opening. Actually, we were off, uh, of course, Thanksgiving holiday, but also I've been uh, very sick, as Austin was previously uh, a couple weeks ago. I myself had a a bit of a a head cold, uh, lots of coughing and sore throat to the point where it was painful to even talk, so uh skip that hurt that hurt swallow yeah that hurt that good good hurt swallow uh so that's why we were gone last week i'm still not feeling great still hacking up and coughing a lot so i'll make sure to do that all directly into the mic and leave it all in uh on the final audio file for you all listening boy i do have a question what color is your mucus viscous green like like a like a nice pea soup dude mine Mine was like that. It was bad. It was like, it was like, green, like the color of the the microphone icon on this website that we use. Yeah, it was like Slimer's ejaculate. Yeah, like that scene in Ghostbusters where Slimer jerks himself off. Well, you remember but, that? Well, well where uh, uh, Bill Murray gives him a, a Kentucky Klondike bar. <laughs> where Bill Murray gives Slimer a hand job. <laughs> we take Slimer to a porno theater and uses a glory hole with Slimer. I love that intimate scene. It's in the deleted features on the Blu-ray where Bill Murray has anal sex with Slimer. That was, uh, that was real, too, because Slimer is real. He's real. Most people don't know that. Most people think Slimer was just, like, an effect or a puppet uh, or, like, a visual effect. No, he was real. Like, he was, like, they found him in New York he City. Was in the Screen Actors Guild. They found, when he, they found him in New York City in Hell's Kitchen in an alley eating trash. And they were like, oh, man, we should put this... We should put Sly- We should put this in our movie, uh, and they're like, "Slimer, will you be in our movie?" And he agreed. But in the end, they uh, they really shanghaied him. They 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 cut his name out from the credits so they didn't have to pay him. And he ended up dying penniless uh, of emphysema in upstate New York in two thousand six. A real modern uh, Nikola Tesla. He, he was a, he's a, he's an underrated acting icon, real inspiration, and he had sex with Bill Murray. Austin, how have you been? I've been pretty good, um, like, ever since I'm not sick anymore, which That's has been good. nice. Um, working good. a lot. I put in my my uh, two weeks notice at my job, which is really exciting. Very nice, very um, nice. Let's see what else. I've been going to the gym a lot and lifting weights. I'm getting large. Nice. That's very fun. Very fun for me. Now, did you enjoy the, my, you listened, I, I know you listened to my mini single, uh, solo episode i did two weeks ago you enjoyed that yes yes i did enjoy it i had a good laugh good glad you enjoyed that um maybe we can get you to do your own mini sode one of these days just yeah, you, you know maybe it's like, like when i used to have a radio show and i wouldn't have a guest for a week or whatever so it's like, right so your experience austin, you know how to do austin it. time um well uh before we jump into today's main topic i did want to talk about a bit of cultural a, a current event in our culture um and it's that the queen of england queen elizabeth the second is her name the second i think it is uh C- queen elizabeth of england uh she is a hundred percent dead and they're just uh trying to uh wait to tell everyone do you know about this i've seen i saw one thing and i was like that's kind of wild would they really do that this is from the mirror uh a british publication yeah yeah uh from november 14th so a couple uh, a week and a half couple weeks ago um and it's titled 
Queen, quote, entering new phase of reign as 95-year-old monarch suffers fresh setback. The royal author Penny Jr. has suggested the queen is entering a new phase of her 69-year reign, during which she will not be seen as much in public. So, this new phase, um, is it kind of like where they upload a, a consciousness when the yeah, body it's gonna That's be. This sounds like. They're gonna create the singularity based off the queen's personality. She um, she's a she's a, a post post physical ruler. Now. Right. It's like it's like a uh, Warhammer 40k. She's just like a, a a decrepit body just plugged into into the mainframe. Um, Have you seen the thing about Warhammer and Nazis? Uh, I I'm. I, not specific i know that there are a lot who play it but um other than that one no the, one of the creators of warhammer um came out recently and was like um hey you fucking idiots uh there are no good people in warhammer stop idolizing this hmm. um this society this mm-hmm. whole thing is satire okay you're in the wrong if you're thinking that they're the good guys here basically hmm. That's... And he was like trying to call out all of the like alt right Nazis That's, that yeah. play it. He was like, "You guys are so stupid if you think that this is like mm. what I was going for." That's interesting. Very yeah, he good. like. It's nice like when creators of shit actually have like actually come out and are like, "No, this is not at all what you should be taking from this." Yeah, that's no, that's accurate. But in terms of real life, uh, real life terrible, uh, oppressive person who may or may not be alive at this moment. This article about the queen goes on to say, or it says the nation's anxiety over the queen's health will be heightened as the monarch suffered another setback and missed the remembrance Sunday service. A Royal author has said, Uh, and then, yeah. So a new phase of her reign where she will not be seen as much in public quote. It is very sad for the queen because this is one event in the year. She really, really likes to be at, um, the queen has been under doctor's orders to rest for more than three weeks after spending a night in the hospital for preliminary tests. Um, let's see. Uh, so it said that, um, I believe somewhere in here, I think we will see more of her on video and probably less of her in the flesh. I, literally are they gonna deep fake <laughs> queen we're gonna see less of her in the flesh literally because her actual body is gonna be rotting in uh, a meat locker in the basement of buckingham palace because she's dead um Ooh, <laughs> they um... should keep her warm and tucked up at home and not exposing herself to the possibility of infections more like uh her brain waves and th- and speech patterns tucked up warm in a computer processor that deep fakes her speeches <laughs> Yeah, she's like Mr. House from New Vegas. Uh, it's I... just like a body in like a cryo tube. Like, okay, I'm I'm reading. There's an article from the Washington Post today. Uh huh. Barbados to cast off Queen Elizabeth the uh, second as Prince Charles watches. So Barbados, which is a, a Commonwealth of the UK, I guess, voted to uh, remove the queen as their head of state. Well, that's see they they can tell that now is the time to act because she is dead and her her powers are weak. While she's in the regeneration stage. <laughs> while while her yes. while her malevolent soul transfers to a new host body. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, the the queen is a hundred percent dead, and they're just uh, waiting for the right time to tell us all while her while her uh, while her being her essence floats into the new host body. Uh, whoever that I'm not sure who's next in line technically. Would it be the Would it be her husband, Charles? I don't know. I got a letter about it asking if I was. Oh, are you Are you in line? Yeah, well, I don't. I. I... I don't know. It was written in British, and so I just didn't understand it entirely. But like, yeah, it, well, it was, you it know, was, it's hard it to translate. Yeah, you know, when they don't use T, right, in their language, I was really kind of confused as what I was supposed to be pronouncing. But it was um, it was like, hey, you know, just uh, keep it up. We're uh, keeping our eye on you. Oh, great. Well, and I'm like, oh, this sounds just cool. make sure to like there was money involved. So just hold a crucifix at night to make sure her soul doesn't uh, possess your body. Yeah, uh, you, you know, funny you say that. I actually do have a crucifix on my nightstand. That's good. That's good. That planning. belonged to my grandfather. That that as long as it is a uh, a crucifix that is ordained by the Catholic Church, it'll keep the Protestant uh, Anglican witch uh, soul of the Queen away from you. Right. Good. fun opening austin huh what 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 a fun world we live in current events uh, trial of a of a sex trafficker the queen being dead barbados uh throwing her out with the trash slimer slimer who was real what a fun time but the fun for today has only just begun austin because before my little uh spur of the moment due to circumstances mini episode uh, we did set out with a goal for November, and when we're recording this, it actually is still November. When it comes out, it'll be the 1st of de- December, but still November, where for during the rest of November, we wanted to make it a, uh, a Munchvember, uh, if you will, where focusing on, of course, we covered the sequel to Munchie, Munchie Strikes Back, several weeks ago, and now today... Uh, we are covering the film that started it all, even before Munchie. We are covering 1987's Munchies, and then after we talk about this film, I will also be detailing to you my uh, plot structure uh, that I have concocted for my idealized version of the never-made third Munchie movie, Munchie Hangs 10. Oh, yeah. So, Austin... Munchies, 1987, the the predecessor, the origin film in name only, to the Munchie series. Uh, what questions about Munchies do you have for me? So okay, this is the predecessor. Yes, this is 87, and I believe the fr- Munchie was 92. 90? So the early 90s, because the second one was like 94, I think. Okay, okay. So, 
Um, how many munchies are there? Uh, total, by the end of the film, trying to remember, there's quite a few. I'm going to say at least maybe 10 to 15. Okay, do they look similar to the munchie we know and love? Absolutely not. They look Good. similar to each other, all of the munchies, but they do not. Yeah, I figured that much. No similarity whatsoever to the man himself, Munchie. Okay, okay. Um, do they all have their own names, or is it all just kind of, they're just Munchie? Uh, one of them has a name. The rest, as far as I remember. Again, I watched this movie, no, not even last week. Two weeks ago, I watched this movie like two weeks ago, and I only took uh, a half page of notes before saying, "Oh, I'll just like recap it based on memory." Uh, and then like that, that, then it was two weeks ago. But they, the the first Munchie found, not when okay when I, I if referring to actual Munchie, I will call him from the film Munchie and Munchie Strikes Back. I will call him actual Munchie. When I say Munchie, Munchie Prime. when I say Munchie in terms of the film Munchies, like a singular Munchie, uh, I, I'll just call it Munchie rather than actual Munchie, who is the little magic creature with a leather jacket. Um, so the first Munchie they find in this film, they, they give a name, but I don't remember the other ones that, that then result from the shenanigans having names specifically. Gotcha, okay. Um... Are there any any big names in Munchies? Uh, is, or is this it pretty much just uh? Is this including behind the camera or just acting? Yeah, sure, behind it as well. Okay, well, in terms of acting, we've got in a dual role uh, as both a supporting character and as our villain, we've got comedy icon Harvey Corman, who. Many would know from things like um, Blazing Saddles, uh, as well as Mel Brooks' uh, History of the World, Part 1, as well as being a main player on the iconic Carol Burnett uh, sketch show, um, as well as many, many other um, comedy performances. Harvey Korman, uh, he is in this film, has a main role. Uh, Then also, of note, I will say... That there is um, Nadine Vanderveld, who is significant in regard because, as we'll get into, this film Munchies is very much a uh, Gremlins knockoff, which were very popular in Mm. the mid to late 80s. Uh, hype going off of the popularity of the film Gremlins. So movies involving little critters getting into trouble that are kind of light sci-fi horror but for the most part, uh, family-friendly enough for the younger viewers. And this lady, Nadine Vanderveld, who plays one of the main uh, female leads in this movie, she's actually in another, even more significant, more known uh, Gremlins knockoff called Critters oh. from 1986. So she's really racking up points in the Gremlins knockoff universe. And then I just saw this. I didn't see it earlier, but... I'd say he's significant. Um, Robert Picardo, who many will know from Star Trek Voyager, as well as Star Trek films like First Contact and various other films, 
uh, he is in this film as well as a character whose name I do not remember off the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> but I'm... A, oh, wait, he's the dad. Is he the dad? No. I have no clue who he plays in this film, but he's in it. So, that's that. Good. Uh, behind the camera, we do have a... I'd say a significant name because directing this film is first off woman director which you didn't see as much uh, back in the pre-90s it's somewhat unexpected given especially that Munchie and Munchie Strikes Back are not by a female director but specifically chosen this woman Tina Hirsch directed this film because she is a very established successful editor um, on films such as Dante's Peak, uh, the um, film Death Race 2000. Uh, she was the editor on Airplane 2, the sequel. Uh, she edited episodes of The West Wing, but uh, and, and many other um, Independence Day, editor on Independence Day. Oh, wow. Uh, Twilight Zone, the movie, uh, one of the editors on Segment 3. Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head if that's the film where John Landis uh, killed two children in the production via helicopter crash. Uh, but most importantly, editor, she was the editor on Gremlins, thus gaining her the job to direct Munchies, mm. as we've talked about it being a mm. Gremlins knockoff. And obviously she had experience with Gremlins being the editor for Gremlins, so they got her on to direct that was a very smart move for them, I think. Yes. Uh, so what else What else do you want to know? Um, did this movie do well critically? That's a good question. And I, I, uh, I'd say not particularly, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure how it did critically, honestly. It's got a 4.0 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. I'd say it certainly could be worse. It has its charm. It has things that are good. But at the same time, it's also a Gremlins knockoff and not one of the uh, best ones either. But it certainly, there are certainly worse things to watch. Certainly le less entertaining films covered on this series. But it is also, I will say, in my opinion, no munchie. Right, I mean, I, I don't know if it's possible to follow up Munchie. Or to process Munchie. That's what that's what I mean. What that's else? the word. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Um, <coughs> thank you. Okay. All right. Are you turning into Munchie? Mm. Sorry, I just spit some mucus out onto this tissue I have next to me. That's really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, is so I know they said it's like a Gremlins knockoff, but is it like? Does it have like a, like a munchy energy where it's like, like kind of a bunny buddy like, hijinks film, or is it like, weird like monster disaster kind of thing? No, it's very much a hijinks film in the way that Gremlins is like a hijinks film. Where okay, it's like okay. it's like your your main character is trying to stop a bunch of little puppety little little 
Gugas running around, uh, Yoda. running around a town doing mischief. Um, did they use? Did, so you said they found ten munchies. Was it ten different puppets, or do you think it was like one and they just like recorded everything on top of each other? No, I think they at least had a couple. They at least had like four or five, and I can't remember if then they just kind of shot it in a way that looked like there were more or maybe they did have more maybe they only they probably only had a couple that were like the ones that actually like looked really good and then maybe they had some like less looking good ones that they only used for like group shots but uh they had more than one at least nice well i think that concludes my questions great well uh with that do you want to you want to know i'll I'll do my best i maybe not the plot completely linearly step by step but you ready to just hear my thoughts on munchies oh i'm ready all right let's go first and foremost i want to read you uh what i wrote when i saw this film and wrote on my letterbox account uh about it because i think it's a good starting place I love those little munchies. So wonderful. They are my children. They look so goofy and dumb. I love them. This feels like someone's attempt at what a John Waters PG Gremlins movie would be. It's cartoony, it's cartoony <clears throat> unnecessarily horny, goofy, kitschy, and very charming. I love the little town they created and all its Pee Wee's Playhouse-esque locations. The characters are constantly teeter between obnoxious slash annoying and so stupid slash ridiculous they're funny. It certainly doesn't have the filmmaking skill of a Waters movie, but it embodies the sort of vibe mixed with Gremlins-type hijinks. It's a very well-put review, and I have also uh, been described as goofy and also unnecessarily horny. Glad to hear it. So I'll say, let me, let me give you a little, the, the film starts, we have, uh, by far the lead character is the worst, one of the worst parts of the movie. He is just like this annoying loser guy. I'm not sure how old he's supposed to be. Cause I thought he was like in his forties, but I don't think, I think he was in his twenties and I think that he just happens to unfortunately look much older or maybe like everyone in the eighties just didn't look very good in their 20s um but he's like uh, this annoying nerdy kind of like uh class clown type guy he's constantly making jokes and he says at one point how he want his dream is to like be a comedian and move to los angeles and but he's making all these really like corny like um pop culture based jokes uh i i I didn't even write any of them down because he's very obnoxious and annoying uh but uh, we open with him and his dad, who's an older man, played by uh, um, Harvey Corman. And um, they are in a they are at an archaeological dig somewhere in South America because his his dad is in some form of an archaeologist. We learn uh, specifically not only just, not just any archaeologist. He is a ancient aliens type. Uh, archaeologist looking for proof that aliens uh, have visited Earth and, and helped uh, and, and helped civilizations uh, build things and whatnot in your t- typical ancient alien style. Um, so they're here. He's dragged his son along to help. Um, they um, end up finding 
this little Guga, uh, this little little puppety thing about as little about about as tall little as Green Ghoul. Yeah, about as tall as like, um, I don't know, maybe like, definitely like a foot. I have a ruler, maybe like a foot high. Is that a foot? How how long is what? Is twelve inches a foot? That's a yes. foot, right? Yeah, he's like a foot high. He's very small, smaller than Munchie. Uh, he's this little guy. He's he has like um, a little robe. He kind of looks like a tiny Jawa from Star Wars, at least before he, his robe is removed or you the the head part of the robe, and then he sees like a little uh, monster looking guy with like a beak. Um, but uh, they find him in this ruin, uh, ancient ruin in South America. And uh, they literally just they just stuff him into a duffel bag and bring him back to the country, um, and it literally like, just cuts to them like you know meeting our main character guy's girlfriend in the airport, uh, the dad and the main character meeting the girl in the airport, and like apparently they had no trouble uh, transporting this uh, munchie in in a in a duffel bag you know through security on an airplane definitely pre-9-11 world it wasn't like sitting there freaking out or anything no it's fairly calm they give it like a chocolate bar and stuff it seems somewhat sentient because it kind of talks it says like um amigo uh because obviously it had only been exposed to spanish at that point right anyway um they uh go home on the way they get pulled over by this like dorky cop character who's in love with the the girlfriend cindy um uh once they arrive home uh they live in kind of like middle of nowhere like desert california arizona or something nevada somewhere in the in the southwest uh and they're being actively spied on by their neighbor who we learn is the father character the archaeologist guy his brother who he looks he's like uh it's he's played also by um by harvey corman um but very different looking he's got like the like suede type uh polyester suit with like a bolo tie and he's got like fake elvis hair like hair piece and a big mustache um and we learn that he's he's their he's the brother of the dad character or uncle to our main character uh, and he's kind of like a, he's kind of like a shitty, like, uh, entrepreneurial huckster. Uh, we constantly cut back to the TV at this part of the movie and we see him like advertising things like, um, wine coolers, uh, like, uh, all quote, all natural snacks. Um, his, his, a restaurant he owns called like the, the. It's called what is it? It's like the Beef Ranch or something. Oh, nice. Uh, Western Beef Land, which oh. they they say has a mile long salad bar. <laughs> um, that feels like a rip on Western Sizzlin'. So he's kind of like this, like uh, you know, huckstery uh, con man type guy. Uh, so he's spying on the brother, uh, you know, and the main character and everything, and he wants them. He's spying on them because. He wants their property, um, but the brother won't sell it to him. So he enlists this evil uncle, enlists the help of his stepson, who's like a, like, the most, like, uh, is very, very straightforward, uh, hippie kind of, um, parody, like, Grateful Dead, uh, fan. He's like a jam band, like, hacky sack guy. 
Nice. Uh, so he enlists Did his he have help. A soul patch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he has like a soul patch and a bandana. Perfect. Um. So, uh, Paul gives the munchie, which I think he names Arnold. Um, he gives him a, he gives Arnold the Munchie a porn magazine while him and his girlfriend decide to go have sex. His dad has tasked him with watching Arnold the Munchie while he goes to his, the department at the university to tell his colleague to come see the Munchie. Uh, and he says, Paul, if you watch, if you watch Arnold the Munchie for a whole day and nothing happens and you keep him safe, then we can talk about you going to California to be a comic if not, you have to enroll in community college. Nice. So, uh, practical dad. Right. So he gives Paul, our main character guy, gives Munchie porn magazine while he goes and has sex with his girlfriend. But meanwhile, uh, the uncle and the hippie son, stepson, break into the house and steal Arnold, the Munchie, to use as like blackmail to get the uncle or the the dad character to sell the house. Um. So the uncle character goes to pick up his wife or something and Munchie is left alone with the stepson where uh, Arnold the Munchie just starts like beating the shit out of the, the stepson and like breaking records over his head and shit like that until he's finally... Um, oh, it's because the stepson like taunts and abuses Arnold the Munchie and, like pokes him and like throws him around. So then Munchie finally like attacks... Uh, and he attacks, uh, the stepson and they get into a fight until finally the stepson literally takes out like a shotgun and shoots Arnold the Munchie and like blows him into like multiple pieces. Uh, but next thing you know, it seems you cannot just dismember or shoot these munchies, uh, because when every time they get all the pieces of them regenerate into a completely new munchie. So now there are like four or five little munchies, and they literally kill the stepson. Oh my god! They steal his car, which, fun fact, it's an AMC Grim, uh, AMC American Motor Company, right? Yeah, AMC. AMC Gremlin, because it's a get it because it's a Gremlins knockoff. Uh, That's brilliant, actually. And they 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 drive into town intent on causing uh mayhem and mischief because that's all they really like to do they just like to 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 mess around and have a good time so munchie just wants to have mischief right like that favorite famous song of course uh so our main character paul and his girlfriend they run to try to track down the munchies um along the way they they meet all sorts of uh cool locations colorful characters they stop at like a little the whole, the whole production design of this movie is very fun because, like I had mentioned with Western Beefland, there are all these kind of, like, kitschy, uh, campy-looking little, like, re- like uh, businesses and stuff in the, like, middle-of-nowhere desert town they live. Like, an ice cream store where, like, the, the workers wear, like, giant melting-looking ice cream cone hats. And uh, there's, like, a putt-putt course. Um and so, you know, the munchies are just going around making trouble. They, uh, tr- they like, try to, like, uh, I guess have sex with, I guess, in some degree, uh, these girls who are skinny dipping in a lake. Um, they, they run a granny in a, in a, in a, like, muscle car off the road, and then she tries to shoot them with a shotgun, and they, like, blow oh, her, sure. they try, they, 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 they blow her car up. Um, How many guns here, huh? Yeah, uh... They, like, run a bunch of motorcyclists off the road. Um, 
so eventually uh, our evil uncle character and his wife, uh, you know, they discover the son's dead. They call in help from the police chief and his son, who's the dorky cop, uh, to try to track down the munchies. Eventually it all leads to there at the putt-putt course where the munchies are attacking. Um, let's see, what else? Um, eventually uh, the we realize part of the reason the uncle wants to stop the munchies is he's afraid they're going to out his secret that all of his like snack food products and wine coolers and stuff are uh, being made in this like underground facility under the town. And he's literally using toxic waste to make all of his products. Um, so that's how he makes so much money is cause like he's making food and drink products out of like literal, like government, like toxic waste. Um, so, uh, eventually the, the main character and the girlfriend realize that the only way to stop the munchies is if you electrocute them, they turn into like little stone statues and then you can smash them. Um, so they end up teaming up with like the dorky cop and they go into this underground facility and, uh, they have to stop the munchies, uh, while, you know, the uncle tries to, you know, interfere and it's just a big fun shenanigan time and little puppets running around everywhere and like looking up girls skirts and biting people and, uh, causing mischief and mayhem. Uh, and I mean, that's, that's pretty much, that's munchies. That's what it is. Um, you know, it's just little munchies running around. That that's it, huh? Yeah. Okay. Good. What do you think about that? That sounds like a really uh, ridiculous and enjoyable time. It's literally just gremlins, but uh, this time they're like aliens, and they multiply if you try to kill them any other way than electricity. And it's in this weird, like, quirky kind of, like, small town with, like, you know, like I said, these weird, like, kitschy Pee-wee's Playhouse-style-looking buildings and weird, obnoxiously, like, over-the-top characters. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, for what it is, it's pretty good. I still don't like it as much as regular Munchie, but, No, it um, sounds like, it sounds like regular Munchie is the way to go. Yeah, I'd say, and like I said, it's like in name only that Munchie is a sequel to Munchies. And right. that name only in the fact that it's like a movie about like a, a puppet creature. Um, I will say I liked I liked some of the, whether intentional or not, themes in Munchies where it's like, uh, you know, the whole plot kind of revolves around on how like this like entrepreneur uh like guy is like just like a huge scumbag and um you know he's trying to like you know he's literally making food out of toxic waste and everything he's doing is out of greed and he's like paid off the police chief to like uh you know not tell anyone and and to help him uh and ultimately in the end he gets his comeuppance uh via the munchies uh so you know i appreciated that um i oh i forgot to mention they do stop at one point by uh West instead of Western Beefland, there's like Western Burgerland, which is like a fa- fake fast food chain, and mm-hmm. it's the staff is completely staffed by like dwarf people. Oh my god, what? And, and it's like never po- it's never addressed or anything. That's just like it's just like how it is. <laughs> no one ever points it out or anything. It's just oh yeah, that's the staff. That's just how, yeah, that's just who we hire. Yeah. 
But I don't even say that. It's just like it's not addressed. And it's, I, I don't know, I like that touch. A little weird, funny touches like that in the movie are pretty good. Yeah, um, so if you like puppet movie, puppet, puppety gremlin knockoff type movies, you'll probably enjoy Munchies. Uh, if you like just dumb, weird type movies. If you ha- if the idea of like John Waters making a Gremlins knockoff sounds appealing to you, I'd say this is pretty close to that uh, without being an actual John Waters Gremlins knockoff. So maybe you'd like it if that's the kind of thing you like. Heard that. Um, what 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 do you think of what what are your thoughts on what I've told you, Austin? I mean, it sounds like it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I'd watch it or like have it on in the background while I'm doing something else. Yeah, no, that's like the idea. There's no, there's a very loose plot. It's basically running around trying to stop these little munchies from causing mischief. Uh, there's you know, I'm looking at uh, 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 pictures of these guys, and they look like dinosaur heads. Like yeah, they got dinosaur heads with like troll doll hair. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's a little like, like spacesuit things. It's a little kind of like bird looking dinosaur head, <laughs> bird yeah. type head with a little beak. And they've got, yeah, they've got little poofy white hair, strands, like a troll doll. And then, yeah, you see a little Jawa cloak kind of thing. Am I looking at the wrong pictures? Are you looking at the poster or, like, actual stills from the movie? Actual stills from the movie. I felt like they had little robes on. Do they not? Yeah, it's like red robes and they've got, like, black shoulder pads and chest plates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks like spacesuits. Cool. Yeah, so. And then some of them have black hair. Yeah. And they all have, like, weird accents. Like, every munchie has, like, a different accent. Like, one of them has, like, like, um, like a, spe- like a, his, like a Latino accent. And one of them has, like, a really deep, ridiculously deep voice. And one of them has, like, a squeaky voice. And one of them is, like, has, like, a French accent. Uh, yeah. Um, so, that's munchies. And... Not as good as Munchie, but it's still fun. So if you like that, watch Munchie and watch those little goo running around. Little green ghouls, man. I want you. The Munchies are here. And they want you for lunch. No one kills my tropical fish and live. And they want you for dinner. Nothing human can be this hungry. <laughs> Munchies, rated PG. The best part about having a podcast that only like five people listen to is you can put as little effort in as you like, and it's okay. Because no yeah. one's going to get mad at you. Yeah, and you know, if anything, it'll attract. Uh our specific audience sure you know so like if we, like we, we'd end up finding people that are like into that maybe you're right um so that was my brief overview of munchies but the real star attraction today um is oh boy excuse yeah. me yeah i'm just burping um okay. Our real star attraction today is my... I, I said I was going to write a full script. I didn't. I kind of just wrote an outline. But I still think it's pretty good. Um, my proposed plot for the Never Made Munchie 
a third Munchie movie as teased in Munchie Strikes Back credits. Munchie Hangs 10. <laughs> Austin, are you ready to hear what I would have happen in Munchie Hangs 10? Oh, I'm absolutely ready to hear what would happen in Great. Munchie Hangs 10. Great. So, Munchie Hangs 10, we open with this big kind of like this is this is all, again this is like assuming you know i i had a decent budget and it, again this is being made like in the 90s as if a third one was made like a couple years after the second one we open with kind of like this kind of big set piece spy opening where Munchie in a little tuxedo along with a uh, a, a a beautiful buxom woman in in a in a in a tight cat suit they are doing spy things they break into this big kind of uh this big uh compound uh castle if you will they break in and they steal a diamond however uh in the process uh the they act munchie accidentally trips an alarm uh when he is uh not looking and so all of a sudden they're they're being attacked and fired upon and they have to escape and they make it to the docks because uh, this is of course like on a cliffside by the ocean and um at some point munchie mentions how like um you know oh man because if you remember Kronos, who's like the god equivalent in the series, Munchie would say like, oh man, I was just doing this as a favor for Kronos's friend James. Uh, James Bond, of course. Uh, and yeah, so, course. so, um, so the, uh, they make it to like the dock and he hands off the diamond to like the hot spy woman and she's like on the ski on the speedboat ready to go and she's like aren't you coming with me and he's like no you go i'll hold him off plus i got business elsewhere babe and she's like oh god and she gives him like a kiss and is like you're so brave munchie i love you so much and he's like uh don't mention it and then so she drives off and as as he stands there all the a bunch of guards with like guns come up and you know have him at gunpoint and put your hands in the air or whatever um and you know stop or we'll shoot and and so he stops and you know they're like what's your name uh, and he goes uh chi munchi oh, uh and, and um then before they can shoot he 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 you know uses his teleportation and poofs out of there um and so then then like over the so like uh you know, we get like the James Bond like style intro where like the gun barrel on him and like you know, it munchy stre- munchy hangs tin, uh, and then we cut and he's in like the uh, the little like heaven realm or whatever with Kronos and all the like Abraham Lincoln and Elvis and all that, and uh, Kronos is like, well, Munchie, you've really turned things around. You've been doing a great job uh, on all these uh, missions and and ways to help. We've been sending you on, and as a reward. You know we're going to uh, we're going to let you go on vacation and do whatever you like. Just please, you can party, but please be reasonable and keep it to a reasonable amount. Uh, and so he's like, "All right, uh, I'm I'm heading, I'm going tropical, baby." And so he 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 transports himself for his vacation 
to some like fictionalized tropical country island, little tiny island. Um, you know, of course, he'd be dressed in like uh, a Hawaiian shirt and a straw hat and sunglasses and flip flops and all that. Meanwhile, on the island, there is there is we we meet our sort of main character kid, uh, Jay, who is a local kid on the island, who, um is a lonely kid and he doesn't have very many friends and mainly stemming from the fact that unlike everyone else on the island, he isn't very good at surfing because he lacks confidence. And of course his stuff, his, his, his attempts to surf, uh, fail because of his lack of confidence and self-esteem and everyone makes fun of him. And, uh, the only person, his only friend, and even then it's not really a friend as much as it is, is an acquaintance, is this uh, 20-year-old, 20-ish, you know, age uh, girl who works in uh, the surf shop on, you know, right by the beach on the island, who kind of like, you know, tries to make him feel better and consoles him when she sees the other kids making fun of him, and... In the munchy tradition, of course, I would make this, you know, 20-something uh, girl who works on the surf shop side character uh, just, you know, ridiculously uh, large boobs and, like, you know, cut-off shorts, you know, in, yeah, in the munchy... Real, some real boat on honkaroos. Right, right. In the munchy tradition of being unnecessarily horny for a children's film. Um, so, meanwhile... Uh, you know, intercut with, you know, seeing Munchie kicking back on the beach, drinking from a coconut, all of your typical Jimmy Buffett-esque activities, uh, we see, uh, and I literally don't remember what his name is, I probably wrote it down, um, I think it's Carlisle, actually, I think that's what, Dr. Carlisle, the villain from, of course, Munchie, original Munchie, uh, the, the asshole, uh, boyfriend doctor, uh, and then, of course, Munchie, too, returns as, uh, you know, same guy uh, trying to steal Munchie from the people in the second movie. He returns. This time, he's hardened and grizzled. He's got a big scar across one eye because, of nice. course, at the end of Munchie Strikes Back, he gets arrested and goes to prison for uh, breaking the law again by being in a ridiculous car chase. But now he has... He's been hardened by time on the inside and then escaped prison and is now a fugitive on the run. Um, and he has come to this island um, uh, to look. He said he's, he's tired of trying to make success. Uh, he's tired of trying to make success by capturing Munchie or by, or by making his business a success. He's, he's instead come to this island to make his success by finding a long-lost hidden artifact that supposedly has magical properties to make its holder's life better. But at the very least, he will sell it and become extremely rich and powerful. Um, so, uh, the doctor arrives... Um, Munchie on the island, uh, on his vacation oversees our main kid character, Jay, um, you know, sad and dejected at having no friends and, and, and not being good at surfing. And of course he, he basically hooks up with Jay. They meet up, you know, Munchie does his, you know, introduces himself. Uh, you know, they have all their classic hijinks and, you know, Munchie showing off what his powers can do, um, 
including specifically a, a scene where Munchie's like, oh, you want to be able to surf? Well, why didn't you just say so? And then, you know, they, they uh, you know, Munchie transports um, them and all of a sudden they're like, you know, on a surfboard and doing flips and stuff, um, you know, out like in the middle of the ocean, you know, like uh, doing flips and maybe like there's even like a cartoon fish that like jumps up and gives them a high five. Oh, hell yeah. um, but even after that, you know, the kid Jay is like, yeah, that was really great and fun. But, you know, it. I only did it because of your magic and your powers. I want to really just be able to I wish I could surf just on my own. I wish I had the I wish I could do it on my own. So the kid's kind of sad and he's like, but then he thinks, wait. Uh, even without your power, I know how I know how to make my life better. If I find this artifact, uh, what if it's magic powers? What if I can? What if I can? You know, finally use it, and and it'll make everyone like me, and it'll make my it'll make my life better if we find this artifact. And Munchie's like, well, kid, if that's what you want to do, I'll help you out. I'll 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 be I'll I'll I'm with you, kid. I'll help you out. Um. And so they set off to, they, they make this agreement, and right as they're making this agreement, uh, off in the distance, the doctor, Dr. Carlisle spots Munchie, and, and of course he has a history with Munchie, Munchie has ruined his life repeatedly, and of course he, he, he immediately is, Munchie's here and he's, gonna, he's, he's trying to ruin my life for a third time and prevent me from finding this artifact, well I'm not going to let it happen, I'm, I'm going to get rid of that freak for once and for all and he like pulls out like a ridiculously large like uh magnum revolver uh and and literally just starts shooting at munchie and of course munchie and the uh, jay the kid are like what the hell what's happening and munchie's like uh the kid's like i don't know that guy what's going on and munchie's like oh no not him oh he's a he's a he's a jealous ex don't uh we gotta get out of here you know making jokes and stuff (coughs) yeah of course um yeah get it out Thank you. Uh, so, you know, fun, wacky chase ensues on the beach, you know, uh, running into umbrellas and sand and, you know, maybe the evil doctor's face gets squirted and covered in uh, sunscreen or something. Um, but eventually the chase ensues leading to uh, Munchie and Jay running up to uh, this, the girl who works at the surf shops uh, convertible as she's getting in, uh, leaving work. And they're like, you got to drive, you got to drive as they like jump in the car. And she's like, what's going on? It's like, just drive and we'll explain. And, you know, she's still kind of like confused until like the doctor appears behind and like tries to shoot and like blasts and explodes the, you know, rear view window or side window. And she's like, ah, and so she just starts driving, you know, not wanting to ask any more questions. So, uh, they, they drive off. Um, of course, um, Jay and Munchie, you know, explain the situation. And of course she's like, has to like, you know, freaks out when she, you know, when she realizes what, you know, Munchie is real and what's going on. Yeah. But, um, you know, eventually they, they all like, you know, become friends and stuff. And, and, uh, kind of like a, a subplot is this girl kind of feels aimless with her life. She's like, you know, stuck at working at this surf shop when she wanted to really explore and travel and do more with her life than be stuck on this Island for, for, forever. Um, so they, they, uh, you know, knowing what they have to do, they're like, Munchie realizes, oh, that doctor, he must be here for, I heard him say something about the, the artifact, we can't let him get it, so we definitely gotta find it now, we gotta get to it first, so they, they, they drive off into the jungle, and they're, um, you know, lost in the jungle, trying to find 
the uh, play the the location of the artifact of uh, the doctors hunting them kind of like two steps behind the whole time uh, you know maybe they like set up camp in the you know uh, for for the night in the jungle uh, they like maybe ha- have some sort of animal encounter with like monkeys or something where obviously the the thing would be like um, they end up getting along with Jay and Munchie and this girl uh, but then when the doctor comes along of course the animals like maul him or something um but eventually uh the gang finds this hidden ruins this temple in the jungle Uh, and when they go inside you know they have to pass they have to pass trials to prove you know to get to the booby traps through booby traps and prove they're worthy you know kind of like indiana jones last crusade type thing um and and you know it would be tied to like the characters or something like um like Jay would have to be confident and like uh, you know trust himself and like, like you know self assured yeah like I don't know believe in himself or something the girl would have to like would use her like knowledge and Munchie would would use his magic and skill to do something so eventually munch, munch, baby. yeah munch they munch. so they find this artifact or whatever uh, and uh, right as they're finding it though the doctor enters behind them and he's like you idiots you just led me right to it you you did all the work for me and now <laughs> you're all gonna die and I'm gonna take the artifact be rid of you and my life is going and I never have to work a day in my life again but, uh, you know, of course, Munchie doesn't let that happen. And he's like, you're forgetting one thing, Doc. Um, uh, and, and I don't know. It's like, you're forgetting one thing, Doc. And he's like, what's that? And, and he's like, you forgot to duck. And, and Munchie, like, makes, like, a, a big rock fall on his head and, and knock him out. Um, but uh, with that rock falling or something, all of a sudden it's like in the Doctor Defeated, the temple starts to like, you know, booby trap happens and like collapse. And But instead of like the boulder in Indiana Jones, it instead starts to like collapse and flood water coming into it. And uh, earlier in the scene when they entered this like final room where the relic is, uh, Munchie would have made a joke like, hey, sh- man, they sure like, car- you know. Who knew, uh, who knew these people were carving ancient surfboards? Because, like, there are pieces of wood laying around that look like surfboards. And so now as the thing's uh, flooding and they're like, oh, no, I don't know how to escape. Because, you know, Munchie's like, I can transport myself, but I don't know about you guys. I don't know if I can get out of here. Uh, the, the, the relic and the magic in here is messing with my powers. Um, Jay, our main character kid, is like, no, I can do it. I'll surf us out of here. So he takes one of these, like, ancient surfboards, and he basically, like, surfs out of the temple with with Munchie and the girl on the surfboard, saving the day, um, and proving that he actually can surf on his own without help and Munchie's help. And, uh, basically, you know, they escape, they, they escape and they have this relic and everything and yay, yay. Um, and you know, when, when he arrives back in the village on the Island, you know, all, everyone wants to be, you know, and, and explains what happened. Everyone wants to be friends with, with Jay and they all think he's really cool and all this stuff. And, and, and he's like, wow, Munchie, the, the relic really worked. It did make my life better. And he's like, and Munchie's like, um, 
are you sure? And any and the and the kid like uh, I don't know maybe like they turn over the the relic and it has like a, a, a like a hieroglyphic of like Munchie like winking on the back and he's like it was never the it was never the amulet kid it it was you all along you just had to believe in yourself and be confident uh, and the kid's like wow you really taught me a lesson Munchie and and, uh, and 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 taught me it's about self esteem and so you know Munchie's <laughs> like good for you kid and thanks for the best vacation I've ever had and. Uh, uh, and so Munchie's gonna leave, and then the girl runs up to him and is like, "Wait, can I go with you?" And Munchie's like, "Hmm. Normally I would say no, but for you, toots anything." And so Munchie, uh, <laughs> Munchie, and the girl, Munchie takes the girl with them, and it's like, "Oh, because now she's gonna get to travel the world and have adventures with Munchie." And Jay, the kid, has friends now and believes in himself. And Munchie, you know, goes off to Kronos for his next mission. <coughs> the end. I almost could see it too, like when he turns over the artifact, instead of like him winking, it just has a sticker that says like "Made in China." Yeah, or that something like some... just some like kitschy like bullshit like. Yeah, something where it's like, uh, you know, it's you know, oh, it wasn't real. He was just believing in himself. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, what do you think about my my munchies my munchies sangs ten? I I think, I mean, it sounds like a spiritual su- successor too. The original. I I wanted like to. It, it felt like you were really true to the um, to the like mood <coughs> and the like atmosphere that the originals created. Thank you. I wanted to keep the feel of the originals while also making it more of like an adventure this time, kind of like yeah, yeah. not just completely stuck like you know in this kid's house or whatever. Kind of like the last yeah, ones. Yeah, just hijinks in a town. You're like or at school. Or... Yeah, yeah. Instead of like hijinks at school. Uh, it's kind of this big like you know adventure on a tropical island while still having like the surfing elements. Originally, I thought about doing, like, oh, Munchie helps the kid learn to surf and compete in the surf competition. <clears throat> but instead, I was like, ah, that's kind of too close to, like, the baseball stuff from Munchie Strikes Back. So I was like, well, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep in the surfing, but I want to make it more of, like, an adventure-type movie. Sort of like Munchie meets Indiana Jones sort of a thing. Nice. So, that is Munchie Hanks 10, or at least my proposed version of it i love it i think it's beautiful i think we should get the studio on the phone i i agree um so uh that was munchie hangs 10 well everyone uh again sorry for the break last week but hope you enjoyed our little tidbit our little big munchie special today talking about munchies Talking about Munchie Hangs Ten, Austin. Thank you for thank you for joining us on this oh, yeah. Munchvember exploration. Of course, and you know uh, I don't think we need to apologize for missing last week because damn it, we work hard and we deserve a day off. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, every day of the week, even the ones that the podcast doesn't go up on, we're working on this podcast. That's true. But- the amount of the amount of time. That I that I put into this podcast is just astronomical. About about seventy to eighty hours every week goes into this podcast, from Easily. research to production to editing to marketing. Conversations with our lawyer. It's it's a very very detailed process. People say, "Oh, it's so easy to make a podcast nowadays." Anyone has it? Everyone has a podcast. It's really not. It's very difficult. It takes a lot of a uh, lot of knowledge and skill and hard work that's a fact 
And that's why we are the number one podcast in terms of munchie-related uh, uh, topics. Uh, yeah, I mean, no one even comes close. Uh, well, I don't know what else there is to say other than uh, the queen is dead. Slimer is real. Uh, Munchie lives forever. Munchie lives. And we will see you next time. Oh, we sure will. Goodbye. Bye. Long live Munchie.